five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, well, so I'm laying in bed today thinking, what am I going to say today? I, I do this every day. <laughs> Not every day, but I do it most days. I think, what have I got to say today? What can I possibly say today that's going to matter? <laughs> and I remembered that Mark, I had an article by Mark Ritson that I saw yesterday. And it was about Scarlett Johansson, and it was, and the Black Widow, and what's going on with Disney. And I thought, you know, I like to read everything Mark writes. <laughs> I never took really a marketing course in college, but I have a lot of hands-on. You know, I'm coming up on my 40th anniversary of being a marketing consultant. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a big deal, I suppose. And uh, I have a knack for it. You know, I've, I've made companies millions and millions of dollars, and uh, I've done the positioning, I've done the graphic design, all that stuff. But I don't know much of anything about, you know, the world that Mark is in, and so I'm always intrigued by it. But I thought, you know, I don't want to read about Disney versus the Black Widow, and <laughs> that's like, I don't really, you know, I kind of like Iron Man and Thor. I like Thor when he, you know, had a dad bod. That was one of the best things ever but uh that but you know it's just not on my radar and i didn't i didn't think i'd want to read it so instead i read it and it was so good i got goosebumps i literally couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it that mark would hit something so hard that i've been trying to say to basically been trying to say to marketers my entire career my entire career uh, could be summed up in mark's article today which is unbelievable. So let's dig in and uh, hope you stay with me. I'm only going to work on this one article plus <laughs> here's my introduction. Okay, you know, I search on direct marketing sometimes. It says direct marketing is on the rise. The desire for regionality in direct marketing is on the rise. And then it says the cultivation of sweet potatoes, how Germany, somebody is really keen on, on sweet potatoes and making sweet potato chips and sweet potato fries and how much more protein and how much more sugar and everything good is in sweet potatoes. Um, but it says, consumers are paying more attention to where the goods come from. The pictures of a, us on the chip bags should show them that this is a genuine regional product and we can give them a sense of connection with us and the product. A sense of connection. I want you to remember that. We've also noticed that direct marketing has become more popular. Now, that sounded like a great article for me, but actually it was it, it has nothing to do with direct marketing as I understand it. Sometimes articles about direct marketing have nothing to do with what I mean by direct marketing, and sometimes articles not about direct marketing have everything to do with it. And that's why I want to go on to Mark Ritson. So here's his intro. The villain strikes the woman across the back of the face with the back of his hand. This is not how I wanted the evening to go. And uh he wants to torture her and beat her up. And then all of a sudden, uh, the phone rings and the villain is asked, his phone is asked to pass the phone to uh, the Black Widow. And she beats him up along with his two henchmen and says, this, this, this villain, this moron is giving me everything, meaning everything that we need to know. So she that's the Black Widow's MO. She plays ignorant or innocent victim for long enough to assess the situation and then gain the all-important all intel. 
And the situation with the Black Widow is that she took a pittance to shoot this film. She she took merely 20 million, I think. And uh and then a cut of the box office, which is estimated at 5 at 5%. And the box office was would have been about a billion dollars. They've been averaging about that. And you can say, well, yeah, COVID, but without COVID, um, or with with COVID, they haven't been any blockbusters released. So it could have been more than that. But what did Disney do? Disney released it online the same day for 30 bucks. You know, and if you go out to the movies, it's you know, for two of you, it's easily 30 bucks. So it was a good deal. You didn't have to go anywhere. By now, you got the 72-inch big screen TV, and you know how to pop popcorn on the stove, and everything is fine. It's not the same as a date, but it's not that bad. And, uh, you know, you don't you can drink. <laughs> you don't have to drive. So anyway, the box office is now estimated to be maybe half of that at best. And so she did the thing with the, um, you know, promotions and all the appearances and, you know, puffing up the release. Uh, and then when that happened, yeah, and then, well, we just wait. I'm getting a comment there. And then when she finished, she said, you know, Disney, I'm suing you for $50 million, which had been my take of the estimated $1 billion. You know, and Disney might just pay it and say, that's fine. That's that, we don't care. So what's going on? And this is this is the this is maybe the best article I've ever seen by Mark Ritson. <laughs> if you sell direct to the consumer, you can adjust and experiment. The manner in which you market your products. Basically, what marketing is, they call they say it's finding a need and filling it. But it's really trying to guess a need and then guess what's gonna fill it. If you're Procter and Gamble, you come up with stuff, you try stuff, you put it out on the market, you know, like like uh, sweet potato chips. <laughs> And you hope that it works. You know, like with Pringles. So Pringles was test marketed in four cities, three cities. And they they bought all the media, the billboards, uh, the TV, everything they could to talk about Pringles and how great Pringles were. It's a true story. And bottom line is everybody wanted to try Pringles. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't keep them on the shelves it was like a black market for Pringles. And so, because of that, they built new factories. They built three, two or three more factories to make Pringles, and they flooded the market with Pringles. And you know what? Pringles are okay, but they're not that great. They're not as good as good, crisp, sweet potato fries. <laughs> Homemade or made locally. And they're so fresh. And 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 so what but what was going on was they were just trying to guess. They were guessing the demand, but they didn't understand the intent. The intent was it's novel. 
everybody's trying them. I got to get some. But it wasn't that great once you got one. It was okay. They're not, you know, and they, they'll last forever. It's be good survival food. I understand that when they climb the Himalayas, they take along a lot of Pringles. That That's like pure carbs. Anyway, so what direct marketing does, <clears throat> and especially direct mail, is it gives you another level of insight. It gives you guaranteed delivery, guaranteed engagement with the decision maker in the household. And what that means is that if you know who you mailed, and you do, and you know who ordered, and you do, you can match back to where you mailed it and who ordered and where you shipped it. If you know those two things, you know a lot. But every merchant knows that. Well, the retailers don't know even that, but uh, they know some of that. But when you get the people who engaged and didn't buy, that's the missing piece that direct mail gives you. You know there's engagement and they didn't buy anyway. You know they saw it, they thought about it for a split second, and they didn't buy. You don't know about that on TV. You don't know if anybody's paying attention or billboard. They might be driving around thinking about it or yelling at the kids. You don't know if they saw it. You don't know who it was in the car. You don't know if it was a decision maker. There's so much you don't know. And a huge component of marketing is knowing who not to sell to. And Mark, you know, you could have added that. That may be the key piece to marketing. Knowing who isn't your market. It's really hard to know who's going to be your market. And sometimes the market surprises you and people buy the stuff that you never expected. Like Arm & Hammer. Never thought they thought of themselves as a baking product. They never thought of themselves as a deodorizing product until they started getting closer to the consumer. And that's what this is about. Okay. Mark Ritson says the film stumbled. There's a lot of story here about and pirating went through the roof, which I thought was funny. And uh, so why was Disney doing that? Well, obviously, they wanted to promote and support it, their Disney Plus streaming service. You know, they have sort of an inside track on so many properties. Um, but they understood that making movies is completely different from showing them to people for money. Marketing movies is not the same as making movies. And here it comes. The value of proximity. The real reason Disney streamed Black Widow is it wants proximity. It wants to sell direct. Okay? Direct proximity to consumers gives you beautiful empirical gifts. I would call them epistemological gifts. It gives you knowledge. Who's buying the product? What else is being bought by the consumer? You can find that out if you know who they are and you know where it went. Right? The hundred million it made from streaming the movies, you know, yeah, sure, they lost a, a quarter of a billion dollars, but the half a million they made from streaming enabled Disney to see the who, when, the how, and the what else. Proximity provides that. If you sell to the consumer, you can now adjust and experiment the manner in which you market your products. And people say to me, well, we're measuring, we're measuring everything. It's not the same. 
It's not the same as testing. Okay? One of my golf product clients, I tried to explain testing. I said, does the golfer who shot 86 seem worse than the golfer who shot 73? And he said, that seems like you need a little more information. Right. You can measure the score. I said, right. 86 is the worst Jack Nicklaus ever shot in a PGA tournament. Worst round. 73 is the best round I ever had on sort of a semi-executive course. It wasn't a complete executive course, but it wasn't a par 72 either. And I said, obviously, I'm not the golfer that Jack Nicklaus was. He said, right. I said, you need to put the golfers, to find out who's the best golfer on that weekend, you need to put the same golfers on the same course, in the same weather, at the same time, under the same conditions, and see who wins. Head to head. Why? Because that isolates irrelevant variables. It dampens out the context. Right? The problem is, you don't know what else is going on. You know, you run your ad, you drop... You know, Denny Hatch tells the story of being at being at lunch in New York the day the Twin Towers fell. And, you know, the 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 people at his table were shocked. But one guy in particular, he said, I just dropped five million pieces, meaning I just put them in the mail and nobody's going to be wanting to look at that. Now, on that day, I had two clients. I talked to two clients. One sold art supplies and they sent everybody home. The phones just went dead silent. The artists were devastated. And Baseball Express. They had a banner day. The baseball players wanted to get back to playing baseball. They wanted they wanted an escape from reality. And they bought. So you never can tell quite what's going on. And what's going on in the world may have benefit and may not. You know. But customer... Be, be, so the first is experiment. And experiment is a key word there. You can adjust stuff. And you can let the marketplace tell you what resonates and what doesn't. And oftentimes what resonates can do four times better than what doesn't. And you can quantify. You can quantify the difference that your offer makes if you go against a control. And so few people do that. You can do it. But it's hard to do it in any other media because you don't know who engaged. And didn't buy. You don't know. You just assume that everybody kind of saw it somewhat. In mail, we know you had to engage because mail doesn't throw itself out. It piles up and you have to look at it. And somewhere hidden in there might be something like a subpoena or an unpaid parking ticket or a suspension of your driver's license because your kid borrowed your car and bumped into somebody while they were parking their parking and somebody reported it that happened to me <laughs> you know uh, could happen anyway wasn't me doesn't matter you got to fix it okay customer proximity bestows a second gift perhaps you want to run if you sell direct to the consumer you can now adjust and experiment the manner in which you market okay this sounds like this first gift okay you know the who, the when, the how, the what else. So you know the audience, and then you can test. And that's his point, the second point. And the third says, direct experimentation and subsequent data generate continues to learn, improve, grow forever. It's heuristic. 
It's a system. If you're not doing some direct mail, you have no proximity. You don't know what your marketing is doing. Every mailer, every marketer rather, should be doing something. And if you don't understand how it fits your business, because I've helped just all different kinds of businesses learn to test, learn to build this heuristic system that Mark is talking about. If you don't know how to do it, drop me a line on LinkedIn. Give me a call. You don't need to be Disney. It applies in every sector. Retailers like Tesco have replaced manufacturers like P&G. Tesco, Target, Carefor, and a 100 other big retailers are closer to the consumers. And you know what? Most of them do a terrible job. You know, my wife's been using her Kohl's card for decades. They never sent us one customized piece saying, we know you have all kinds of girls, teenage girls. You know, we're going to have a little mini fashion show. Or something. We're going to have a little event for customers only. You know, la la la. Come to a little luncheon in the back of the store and meet, you know, somebody. You know, they could have done a hundred things that would have been fun. One of the projects I did with the U.S. Postal Service is I went into to major brands. Panasonic, Circuit City, Anheuser-Busch, Kaiser Permanente, Disney. No, not Disney. Anheuser-Busch. And we figured out ways that mail could give them insight. Every one. We never had one. Oakley was another. We never had one that we couldn't figure out a way that they could learn from mail. Because when you understand customer proximity and what it can bestow on a company, it enables these merchants to enjoy all the intrinsic advantages of data, learning, testing, and improving. And most don't do anything with it. Because they don't understand the power. And here's his conclusion. Hang with me for just a second more. There are very few inalienable truths. But selling direct to consumers not only gives you greater profitability, but the kind of learning and experimentation that makes marketing great. When we figure out what resonates with your customers, what drives them to the store, what what makes them want to purchase? We can then go out and do all the social media, all the direct media, all the, all the mass media. And we can pour gasoline on the whole process. And we can make you a fortune. And I've done it over and over and over. Listen to my stuff. We work with a little retailer who grew from 50 to 100 million. In just the three years we were working with them and went public. It was the highest growth they'd ever had. And it came from our little mailers, our little postcards. And it was, it was purely based on spending money in marketing the right way. Instead of just spilling it over the transom and hoping something bought. I can't tell you how powerful this is. It's so powerful. And you may be in a position already, but if you're not, we're working on a product for direct, expressly for dot coms. So if you don't have a customer list, but you have lots of products and you have, you know, maybe you've been a dot com and all you know is the email address. We can help you with that. We can help you generate hundreds of thousands of customer names, you know, with, with, uh, Wyndham Hill Records, they were struggling. They they had a little catalog. They knew it drew, drove traffic, but they 
they were renting names and it wasn't it didn't seem like it could work and they didn't seem to care but i told them it could you could care and in six months we generated six hundred thousand new names for them and we generated ninety thousand new buyers and they sold out to bmg and went public or no they yeah they sold to bmg for 17 million it's a multi-million dollar project for you benefit for you and mark ritson nailed it we can get you close to the consumer he doesn't know what we do i've never met him i don't think i've ever talked to him nope never talked to him but he hit the nail on the head have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart bye-bye